to a small town church, uh, kind of familiar to our church, in that uh, even though it was small, Jesus needed to communicate some things to him, first and foremost, that he's everything. He made everything, he is supreme, and in that being supreme, he also, in fulfilling the supreme plan to save us, the only plan, was given on our behalf a sacrifice on that cross that his blood would be shed for ours because you and I deserve to die for all the sin that we've ever done and just the rebelliousness that we had coming out of the womb, we deserve to die. But God said, I want to save them. I love them. And so Jesus came and he died and then now he rules and reigns forever and he's trying to communicate that to this small church. And in showing his salvation and showing who he is, he is now moving through the book talking about because you believe that, because you're a Christian, this should influence the way that you live, the way that you treat others, the way that you speak to others, the way that you go about um, interacting with one another, the way that you think about life, the way that you do everything that you do. And so today I want to talk about everything that you do. I want to come up with a couple lists. So first of all, I want to ask you, I need a little bit of feedback here of things, things that you do every day. It could be major things that you have on your schedule. It may be something totally random that you do every day. But speak to me some of the things that you do every day. Read the Bible. Read the Bible? Okay, you had to say that one first. I know you did. All right. <laughs> what else do we do every day? We eat. We, what did you say? A cook. I thought somebody said dust, too. You do dusting? I don't do that every day, rarely. Take a bath. Take a bath. Good. Go to work, brush your teeth. Make, hey, making coffee, we pray. Anything else? Pray, exercise, watch television. Nobody wants to admit to that one too much, but watch television. Play with our pets. Kids, you got any? I know you, I know there's some, what, what all you do every day? Play with toys, good. Play on the phone. Toys, okay. Walk the dog and feed the cows. That's a big job you got. Hay bale. Hay bale? Pay bill. Oh, pay bill. Pay bills. <laughs> What's that now? All right, so good. We got a pretty good list. We can go on. I mean, there's little things all all day that you're doing. We're it's just we're constantly doing those things. Now, what's that? Uh, talking, and I'm glad that Joy brought up talking. That's something you do every day. But now I want to shift to another list, and I want this list to be everything that you do regarding talking. What, in what ways are commu- are you communicating? Who are you communicating with? Talk to me about that. Um, um, what are you saying with people? What are you talking about? Where are you talking? So talk to me about some of these things now. Not only the the doing of things, but specifically talking. What, how do you talk every day? What are the things you're doing? Who are you talking to? Okay, talk to doctors regarding patients. Okay, good. So your job. Okay, you're talking to your teachers. You're they're talking to you about information. You're asking them information. Good. You talk to God. So there's a spiritual element to that. Good. There's prayer. Talk about people. Okay, and that can go in a couple different categories. Good. Talk about people. Talk to your spouse and you should talk to your spouse and talk to them in the right way. Right. Good. Talk to yourselves. Okay. Some of you are willing to admit that you talk to yourself. Okay. And, and if 
You know what? We all talk to ourselves. Just not all of us do it out loud. Uh, we all talk to ourselves. That's good. Anything else? How about the strangers? Anybody ever talk to strangers? There's maybe not a lot of strangers around here to some of you, uh, but you talk to people you don't know every day. Yeah, you get a lot every day. What's that now? You talk to friends and family, people who are kin, uh, people who are important in your life. Emails. Yeah. So body language in a way. Yeah, good. Email and text. uh, And things are getting quicker and quicker where people don't even I mean, we don't even have the time to do a full text of words anymore. We just send them a picture. We're going back to Egypt where we just send pictures and hieroglyphics to each other with those emojis. Uh, What are letters like we can't even spell the whole world, a whole word, a whole word. Anything else? So so here's what we got. We've got these two lists. And we honestly, we could go on to the rest of the day, making a list of everything we do every day and everything we're doing with talking every day, who it's to, what it's about, this and that and the other. Um, and I, I want to bring those up because it's important for where the verse is that we are today. It's in uh, Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 17. We've been talking through all this. There's many different things that the Lord's instructed us to do and how we're interacting with one another. And this specifically says, and this kind of takes everything into account, says this. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So we came up with these big lists of everything we do every day, and we came up with a big list of everything we're talking about every day and who we're talking, what we're talking about. We came up with those big lists because this verse says, in whatever you do. So you take it, whatever it is that you do every day, all the things you do, all the things that you say, It says, whether in word or deed, those things are to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. So what that means is that everything that you're doing every day, it said whatever in word or deed. Everything is to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. What that means is that, again, Jesus is in charge. It's it's his name over everything. Imagine if you would, you are working at your job. You are working for the name of that company. You, while you are at work, are responsible to uphold that name and to honor that name and to bring bring whatever you're supposed to as a good employee to that business, right? Now, what if in the midst of that day, you decide, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm for a moment going to take my own time. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to talk the way I want to. You know what? Nowadays, even at work, it's not just the eight hours that you're at work. You better be talking the right way when you're on Facebook, right? You might get fired for the things you're saying if it comes against maybe the name of just your business. Now, the same is true with Jesus. No matter what you're doing, it should be appropriate to Jesus' name. It should be honoring to Jesus' name. It should be led by Jesus, empowered by Jesus. No matter what it is you do, do you know that you can brush your teeth in the name of Jesus? You should actually brush your teeth because that's honoring to Jesus and kind to those who talk to you. Okay, Whatever it is that you do, you should be taking care of your body. In the name of Jesus, you should be talking to your spouse as well as talking to strangers in the name of Jesus, something that is is honoring to him. And by honoring to him, I don't mean meeting him halfway. You know what it's like when you're in charge of somebody, right? Maybe you're a parent. And 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 
you're talking to them and you know what's best for them. And they look at you and say, hmm, whatever. You know how frustrating that is? When you're in a leadership role and people say, we'll meet you halfway. Think about how much Jesus gets that all the time. That constantly we're like, I'll meet you there on Sundays. I'll do church in your name, Jesus. And Jesus says this, I want everything. I want all of it. So it's frustrating as a parent or whatever you've got going on, if, if you're an employer or whatever, and people, man, just think about Jesus constantly. He has people on earth, us, saying on Sundays I'll do it in your name and maybe even on Wednesday nights I'll do it in your name, but most of the time I'm just going to compromise here. It was shared earlier that there was a, a drug, drug head. Was that the ner- uh, word you used? A drug head who went to a church under whatever influence and took the cross that was in the front of that church and flipped it upside down and plunged it back there. Total disregard, right? Do you know that in whatever you do, when it's not done in the name of Jesus, you've done the same exact thing? So it's easy to look at the drug head who went in an influence state and went and 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 disregarded the name and disregarded the cross of Jesus and to point at him and say, what an idiot. Why would you do that to Jesus when we do it all the time? And we're not even under the influence. We don't even have that excuse. But this tells us whatever you do. And take into account your entire day, all of your relationships, everything that you do or the things that you've left undone and say, have I put that into the realm of doing it in the name of Jesus? Am I pleasing to him? Because the only way you are pleasing to him is if you're doing it in the name of Jesus. He doesn't want any of your halfway jump. He doesn't want Jason Hudson just to kind of peruse through the Christian life. He wants everything. All my words, all my deeds, he wants it all for him. Because here's the reality. That's always the best. It's always the best when it's all in. It's got to be everything. It's got to be from birth until death that it all might be there. And you know what? In everything that goes on, when we're obeying him in the name of Jesus, when we do that, we will find that on the other side, we look back at what happened. Even if it was difficult to our flesh, when we find out what happened, it was good. And we turn around and say, man, what was done in his name, he deserves thanks. I was recently up in uh, New York visiting my roommate from college. And we had a good friend at college who also lived up in the New York area. He had gone back after school and settled up there. He had gotten married. He had three kids. He was just a little bit older than I was. And he came down sick. And there was nothing that the doctors could do. And here this... This young man who's been trained into ministry has all this potential and he's got a family and there he is dying. He's got two unbelieving parents, his mother and his father, who rejected Jesus. And here they come to the bedside and they're watching their son. We call them Big Joe. They're watching Big Joe die. And while at Big Joe's bedside, his father, who doesn't believe in God, is trying to muster up. I mean, you just kind of say something in the name of God when somebody's dying, right? Even if you don't believe. And so this non-believing father says to his son, "Um, God bless you, son. Do you know what Big Joe said? 
He already has blessed me. And then Big Joe died. And then through the death and the funeral and all that went on, and that father thinking back to the fact that his son, even on his deathbed, those were his last words. Say, Jesus has already blessed me in so many ways, overwhelmingly, even to be here and to call out his name in my final moments. I have been blessed, Dad. As a result of that, giving thanks even in death, Big Joe's dad and his mom came to faith. Now, I've been thinking about that ever since then, just thinking, would I die giving thanks to Jesus, dying in his name? But even before that, am I doing everything today that's worthy of him? Have I subjected everything to him? Have I, have I put my kids fully into his care? Do I trust him with the little things? I know I trust him with big things. I was, I was trying to trust him big time when my car broke down. I mean, we do that, right? But what about my dental health? What about what I'm supposed to say to the stranger I met yesterday who has no clue about Jesus's grace? Do I give that to him? This morning, if you find yourself in any way repelling from him and not giving whatever in word or deed, or if you find that there's areas of your life, you're just so disgruntled still about it that you can't give him thanks. I implore you to surrender those things to him and say, Lord, just show me where you're at in those things. I don't understand how you could still be good and allow this to go on. Ask Jesus to come and show you that he's playing for the end game of eternity. And he's going to show you that his purposes are much bigger than what's going on now. I'll tell you this. That Jesus right now is trying to get the attention of a nation that for many, many years has been operating supposedly under the name of Jesus, even writing it on our money that we trust him. When in fact, we have adulterated ourselves and really have nothing to do with the cross. And so he winds up hurricanes and earthquakes and wildfires. Violence goes unchecked things are falling apart jesus said these are warning shots before he comes back these are to wake us up and to say if there's any part of us and specifically in this church you can't blame the non-christians right now he says i start with my church with my people and if there's anything left unchecked you submit that to me so take these as warning shots Say, Lord, right now, if there's anything in my heart you need to reveal, then then show me how to surrender that, how how to put it under you, under your umbrella, into your sovereign hand, Lord, that it might be all yours. It might be things that you are completely out of your control. It might be a relationship that you've been trying so hard. You don't know how you don't even know how to give God thanks because it just seems so. Give it to God. Let that relationship be under his name. The difficult situation, whatever it is, put it in the Lord Jesus hand. That whatever you do, whether in word or deed, that you would do it in the name of the Lord Jesus and that you'd give thanks to him through the Father. Father, we do thank you for this morning. We do thank you for the opportunity we have to live. 
That was not possible in full unless you had sent your son Jesus, a great sacrifice for us. And so, Father, we pause to say that we're sorry for areas of our lives where we have not surrendered those things to you. Where we might have waved the banner of Christianity, of Jesus, but in so many ways left areas of our life unsurrendered, unhonorable to you. We pray that you would corral us in, that you would cause us to be fully submitted to you. We pray that in everything that we do, that it would bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ, that you would help us to not hold anything back, but that we would give all because you first gave all to us. So we give you thanks and we ask that you would cleanse us and forgive us. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.